Folks, it's your boy, Dr. Sean Thomas here again for episode 19 of the Be More Today show. It's so good to be back in the building with all you guys, and I'm excited to be here, folks. This is going to be a really good show. I'm really excited. I got some of my, my great friends on here, and we're talking about what I do, physical therapy. So today's quotation is very simple from John F. Kennedy. It says, physical fitness is not only one of the most important keys to a healthy body, it is the basis of dynamic and creative intellectual activity. Folks, I don't know if you know this, but I'm doing the Polar Grit Challenge, and this challenge is insane. So Polar put out a challenge that is encouraging people just to get out there and to move, to run. We know gyms are closed, so everyone is able to run outside. And this challenge that I'm doing with my Spartan Sunday crew and some of my friends from high school is this challenge for 150 miles in 30 days. Now, you know, marathons are canceled. They canceled NYC. They canceled Berlin for me. Uh, so we've been doing running, but I have not run a lot of miles this year because of COVID. Um, I run maybe 170 miles from January until June. So for the month of July, I have to run 150 miles. And it's been insane. I'm about 45 miles in. It's day number 10 for me. And uh, I'm pumped because I feel like this has been something that has really galvanized uh, my, my fellow runners, my fellow high school people, um, my Spartan Sunday crew for us just to get out there and to move. Um, it's hard for us to do these things with COVID because we get so just pressed down. But physical activity is one of the most important things, you know, for everything, our mental health, uh, wellness, uh, our physical activity, our sleep patterns. It's, it's good for everything. So if you can get out there and get anything going physically outside, just get out there and get some movement in. You know that we need to at least get five days of moderate activity in just to have a healthy life. It's, it's imperative that we do this. So as I get through my challenge, you guys follow my story for these 30 days of this great challenge. I know some of you guys are doing 25 and some of you are doing 75, but those of you doing 150 with me, let's keep pushing, let's keep going. And like JFK said, it is most important for our body uh, physically, for dynamic and creative intellectual activity for us to keep moving. So stay always on the move, no matter what you guys are doing. That's my push for you guys for this week. Stay active, stay moving, keep pushing, and whatever it is, stay always on the move. Folks, I got a great show for you today. I have a friend of mine uh, from high school again, from Church with Mary Hall, ever true to Golden Blue. Uh, my boy Greg Peters is here, and Gregory Peters is the co-founder and CEO of Better PT, a fast-growing healthcare technology platform which provides end-to-end -end digital connectivity between physical therapists patients, and physicians. A seasoned digital entrepreneur with a background in health and wellness, Peter saw the need to integrate physical therapy services into the established healthcare landscape in a way that gives patients quick access to find and book PT appointments, and at the same time, gives PT clinics the ability to streamline care and office services, including insurance. The innovative Better PT model paved the way for a strategic partnership with the HSS, Hospital for Breast Surgery, enabling a greater expansion of services. Year over year, Better PT subscriptions have increased more than 400%, and the company plans for nationwide expansion in 2020. Prior to Better PT, Peters founded Train Technologies, a company focused on building disruptive platforms in fitness hospitality, which grew to 10 cities and more than 
600 providers. The company's first mobile app, Train, on-demand health and fitness provided a convenient way for members to locate, book, and pay for individual training sessions in multiple fitness disciplines and serve as the archetype for better PT. Peters continues to volunteer with New York-based organizations such as Girls on the Run and La Palestra Kids, promoting overall wellness, well-being through exercise and nutrition. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, pets included, allow me to introduce my friend, my brother from another mother, Gregory Peters. Greg, what's going on? What's up, Shawnee T? Man. So happy to be here with you, man. You're just, you, you're so inspiring every, every day, every day, man. You, you live it. And uh, so, so proud of you and so happy to be here. Uh, you know, just listening to your voice just gets me excited. Oh, uh, dude, you're my guy. I'm just happy that you're able to do the show. And I'm just so proud of all you've done. Um, we'll Thank talk you. a little more about how we reconnected, but you know, we went to high school together, we took Marine Hall together, we, we, we played basketball together. Um, you were better than I was, clearly, but uh, <laughs> I, I don't know about I don't know about that, but, <laughs> but um, yeah, we go way back and then we reconnected um, when you started doing train. And I, I was one of your, your clients for train, and I, and I really in, embraced the model. And um, one of the clients that I, I still see to this day. Um, I met through you and they just spoke so highly about you and they've actually become great, great friends of mine. So you, you've enhanced my life in many, many ways, sir. And I appreciate you. Um, oh, well, listen, it's just because you, you're a special guy. You do a great job and you connect, you connect with people greater than anybody I've ever seen. Uh, and I think that's really the, the special part of being in healthcare if you can do that. So congrats to you, my friend. Thanks, man. Um, so as always, we do a little check in to see how people are feeling. Um, how are you doing? Uh, how's the family and how are you dealing with all the COVID-19 stuff happening around the world? That's a loaded question, Sean. So, you know, first and foremost, the family's healthy. Um, you know, so we're, we're okay either way. Um, cause that's all that matters. We uh, actually ended up leaving the city. Um, so we're, we're actually with my parents out in, in New Jersey, which is fantastic. Spending a lot of time with mom and dad. So grandma and grandpa are getting a lot of work. They're putting a lot of work in, they're earning their keep. Um, but, but everything is good. Uh, from a team perspective, you know, the office right now is closed, but uh, everyone's remote and the team has been exceptional, um, you know, not only being, uh, you know, continuing innovating, but delivering, executing and, and really, you know, servicing the customers that we have. They're really trying to figure out, you know, what's going to happen the next day. So we're really overall just, you know, really, really feeling good about how we've been able to respond to what I've called sudden change. Yeah. Um, and that's just like everybody else, but, um, you know, all for one and one for all, uh, that's our motto right now. Absolutely. That's incredible. Um, so I, I know that you, uh, are a digital entrepreneur. I need to know what the road was for you. Cause after high school, we lost track of each other clearly, but what was the role for you to go into this route into the digital world? Uh, so great question. I, I, you know, for me, it was, I got into something I love to do just like you, Sean, I, I, I love to work with people. Um, and I wanted to help them specifically with their physical fitness and, and which obviously affected their mental health. And I got involved in an integrated health model and it was about taking care of, um, you know, a patient, if you will, uh, using multiple disciplines, but I really was flabbergasted by the lack of access, the ease of access to specialties, you know, physical therapy being, being one of them. And so I just became fascinated with the idea of, well, what if we could improve access using technology, right? Like Uber had dropped into the market at the time. 
And it really put a seed in my brain to start to look at what the opportunity would be to take that type of connectivity and apply it to, to wellness, fitness specifically with train. Um, and then you just get, you get the bug. Then you start looking at all the different friction points and you go, oh, we can solve that. And then we can solve this. And then it's just fitting it into the behavior of the industry that we were, that, you know, that we're focused on. So I think it was more curiosity, but it was also a pain point for myself as an athlete. You know, I would always struggle to get and find help. And that can't be the case in healthcare. It should be a patient experience that's so flawless that encourages me to take care of myself. And I think we actually discourage. Um, and it's, it's really, an, it's not an inclusive experience for patients still, um, but it's starting to change now. Digital health is, is starting to make, make that happen and make it you know, really a, a positive patient experience. Yeah, yeah, that's incredible. Now, were you a CS major? Like, what was the, how'd you even get into doing this kind of stuff? Who'd you partner with? How'd you learn this kind of thing? Like, what happened exactly? Uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm a, I have a finance background. Um, again, I think I go right back to curiosity, never been afraid to fail. I've always put my, just stick my nose in, jump right in, even if it was way over my head and, and really learn as I go. Um, but, you know, to your point, trying to find people to help you navigate it and really understand it. Um, but I always believe too, in technology, if you have a real understanding of the industry, because you're in it, Mm. Building the technology and the tools to help support it or make it easier for people, it's actually, it's actually doable. It's not such a huge hill to climb. Um, and I think that's what's also set us apart um, from a lot of companies. That's incredible. So as you know, I'm, I was a part of Train, and I'm, I'm proud to say that I was one of the, the first people to kind of be on board with this thing. Um, can you tell listeners what Train is and, and how it got started? Yeah, sure. So it, it was the idea of if I could service all these people in a bricks and mortar in a, in a physical location and I offered all these services, yoga and Pilates and training and meditation and, and, and behavioral health, whatever, whatever services we could provide there, I truly believe that technology, we could create this environment essentially in the cloud. And, and it was the, the idea was to create this platform where we would come to you. Like we literally would meet you where you are because we knew if we did that, that removed a really huge barrier of fitness and wellness right now, which is convenience, right? And so that was really the genesis. I just wanted to take my skill set and put it on the road. And as you know, there's so many folks out there delivering great care uh, in the health and wellness space. And they're always looking for you know, new people. And they're always looking, that's all they do is they travel. So it made a lot of sense. It was completely... Um, a model developed through Uber. The real true story, Sean, is I was one of the first people to get into an Uber car in New York and I got obsessed with it. And I actually started taking rides back and forth to Brooklyn, interviewing drivers. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to uncover the value proposition for me as the passenger sitting there and for the driver. And what I discovered is it was the same for the fitness and the wellness in- industry. They really wanted convenience. They wanted to control their schedule. They wanted payment processing. Uh, but ultimately, that had nothing to do with the service, right? It just was a vehicle or facilitator of the two parties. So right. it just made a lot of sense at the time. Wow, that's completely incredible. I mean, that, that's innovative that you apply that model to the greater scheme for what you wanted to do. I think a lot of people don't look at things that way. They try to figure out something new to bring to their, their forte. But literally, you just use the model that was already in existence and you applied it to what you wanted to do and you've been successful with it. So again, kudos to you for that. 
Um, so then you move forward to Better PT. Now, Better PT, you know, I'm a therapist. I, I'm a therapist at um, a clinic called Jag One Physical Therapy. And, and I've, we've used Better PT during COVID-19 more than ever before. Um, can you explain to listeners what Better PT is and, and its purpose, uh, especially during this time for COVID-19? Sure. So Better PT is really was, it's, the, it's what train turned into because we wanted to add a true healthcare vertical. And what we did is we ran into a bunch of friction with HIPAA compliance. Right, the architecture of the technology needed to be HIPAA compliant. There were stark laws which are related to kind of the anti-kickback. Um, so there were all these barriers to entry. So it just made a lot of sense. And I've always believed that physical therapy truly is and does touch everyone. And because of the insurance component, it makes it very different than the fitness model. Mm-hmm. Because everyone essentially who has insurance, which is a lot of people, um, can get to physical therapy. So. You know, again, that made sense for us. And, and the idea around Better PT was it was simply access again. How could we build a platform to better connect the patient to the clinic or the clinic to the patient or the physician to the clinic? Um, and again, it made a lot of sense. And what we realized, too, is we didn't have to build the service provider side, the supply side. There was already a great supply side and it already had brand and it had credibility like a jack. Right. So we knew that if we could build not only this this patient experience, we could also provide software as a service to the physical locations to drive the efficiency and take the industry into the 21st century and really modernize it, which is something that it's ready for. It's ready more so than ever. And COVID proved that, you know, we had a telemedicine platform that we were just we were just working on. man. it was just an idea that we were like, oh, it's going to happen sometime somewhere. And then boom. Here we are, and, and now we've you know we facilitated over 125,000 virtual visits, wow. you know, in, in three month period. Like, who would have thought? It's just total luck at, yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, that's incredible. Uh, so, as a as a a caveat to that, we've been doing a segment called Community Over Competition, where I bring in people who uh, are doing like minded things or are somewhat connected to what you're doing. And I'm pleased to announce today uh, our chief marketing officer, Kayla George from Jaguar Physical Therapy. Kayla, are you on the line today? I'm here. Hi, guys. Kayla. Welcome to the Be More Today Show, Kayla. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing this morning? I'm very, very good. I want to thank you for coming on to the show today. And I want to just talk a little bit about what Jaguar Physical Therapy is. And, and then I'll have you and Greg uh, do a little dialogue about some of the things that BetaPC has done for Jaguar. Sure. Uh, Sean, thanks for having me. Uh, JAG-1 Physical Therapy is an outpatient orthopedic uh, physical and occupational therapy company with 66 locations throughout New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. Um, We treat patients of all ages and abilities with our ultimate goal of getting them back to the life they love, whether that be recovering from injury, regaining balance and proprioception, getting back on the playing field, or, you know, just a simple strengthening program. Um, we pride ourselves on serving the local community as their trusted in-network medical resource, which not only includes our in-clinic services, but puts a strong focus on a model of community education, injury prevention, um, to help keep people active and doing what they love. Um, Sean, as you mentioned before, leads our Georgetown office in Brooklyn, where we are the largest, uh, proudest provider of outpatient PT and OT services. We have 19 locations, um, and we're actually recently named the Dime Best of Brooklyn for our gold standard level of care. So, you know, my job is awesome because I get to work with 
like-minded clinicians uh, out of 66 locations serving three states. Um, so I've been with the company a long time, love what I do, um, and love the technology of Better PT, who we've really been working closely with um, over the last six months. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that, Kelly. I really appreciate it. So during this segment, I'd like to have people who are uh, connected, um, you know, by their professions or interests to ask questions to each other. So, Kayla, you have any questions you want to ask Greg at this time? Yeah, Greg. I mean, what was your experience using the technology of Better PT to, to assist PT companies such as Jag One and others with continuing to best serve our patient population throughout this pandemic? So, well, Kayla, you, you guys have been just awesome, and I, I truly think that you are um, just a, a, so you are servicing, Jag One's approach to a patient-centric experience is why it's successful, and I think when we talk about our technology converging on a, on a company whose mission is so powerful as it relates to patient experience, um, it, it was really just us making sure that um, we, we could facilitate that journey, right? The journey had changed. It was really about, again, meeting the patient where they are, but also the managing the expe expectations of the patient about a new virtual environment, which is really challenging, right? We all are not experts in being on camera. And not only are you not experts, but your, you know, your physical therapists are now, you know, have this whole job of servicing patients without putting their hands on them, which is an incredible feat. So our approach was really to sit back and listen and try to figure out exactly what you need uh, or what you've needed throughout the pandemic. And really what we learned is less is more. Focus on the experience of ease, getting a patient onto a camera with no friction, giving the provider the tool to also get on that, that call or that virtual uh, session with no friction. Because I think at that point, once you've created that trust between the video and both parties, then, then the Jag One magic happens. And I think we really tried to do a good job of, of encouraging people to, to jump in, to be organized, to continue servicing patients uh, the way that they always have. But it was always about getting people to trust the technology. And we had to show that through the technology, which is a challenge, was a challenge for us as well. So I think, I think overall, um, we, we really had to embrace the idea that the industry was hurting um, and that people were unsure about you know, what was going to happen tomorrow, but give the technology or present the technology in the way that there was no fear of using it because we knew that we could get the two parties on the call. Um, so it's been an incredible journey. It's very humbling to work with people when, again, they're scrambling, big organizations really trying to figure out like where... Where are we all going to land? And I think everyone's in it together. You know, I don't view anybody as a vendor or, or a customer. I really view them as a partner and, and part of the journey for our company as well. Yeah, I, I mean, from the other side of it, as you mentioned, um, as a PT provider, we were really looking at this as, okay, we need a solution to stay in front of our patients. We need a solution that's going to be easy for the patients to sign on to and utilize. And we need a solution that's HIPAA compliant and something that our clinicians um, can easily use to be able to deliver their high quality services without the ability of actually touching their patients or seeing them in person. Um, and we were going through it 
We literally launched within 48 hours. You know, Better PT had the software, was able to roll it out to us. We showed it to our clinicians and we said, you know, try it out within 24 hours. Give us your feedback because we're ready to roll. Um, and, and it actually worked out perfect. It was perfect timing. It was a perfect partnership. Um, and Sean could probably speak from a clinician mindset. Um, but for us, it, it was great to be able to get it off the ground as quick as possible. That's great to hear. Yeah, I'll definitely say as a clinician, we, we, it changed the game for us. Um, and you know, like you said, being in front of the camera is different than having your hands on clients, but you know, all of us adapted to it in, in, in a great way. And it really kept us through the hardest times of this pandemic. It really made sure that we could at least keep the doors open and keep seeing people. There are people who still wanted to be seen and, and just be, the, the expression you saw on people's faces when they saw our faces on the screen, not having seen this for, you know, two months, few months at a time. Uh, it was incredible. And, you know, you go from talking about physical pain to someone else that they lost due to COVID or something else is happening in their family. And all of a sudden that connection is just still uh, there. It's united again. And now that people are coming back into the clinic, it just has kept that partnership continuous throughout the whole time. So it's, it's been a great way to maintain relationships and to build our, our caseloads. And, and, I, and like I said, I think your community, the JAG1 experience has always been centered around the patient and i think that's what we were so excited about because that's really our mission too right is to put the put the make the patient experience so amazing through technology that they just keep coming back they know that it's just part of their life right it doesn't distract them from getting care it's just part of the care um so i i'm so thrilled that it that it's worked out um but again i think it's just inherent in what you guys do it's your approach to patients is we care right? We want you to get better and whatever you need, you can get in today, tomorrow, whatever you need, we're here. And I think that just fits our model, um, you know, as a facilitator through technology. Greg, um, you know, with, with the pandemic, um, obviously hitting us and then teletherapy really gearing up, um, you know, 100%. And then obviously over the last several weeks, we're seeing, you know, patients come back into the clinic, the use of teletherapy decreasing week over week. Uh, what are your thoughts on the future of telemedicine in the PT space moving forward? Great question. I mean, that's the big question. I, my, I believe that it, telemedicine is here to stay. Um, I believe that it's going to be part of that continuum of care. Um, and because of the way that, you know, because of the way and, and the ease that everyone's experienced, both from a patient side and provider side, um, I think you'll, what you'll find is people will actually be more um, uh, involved in their treatment plan, meaning they'll do a few more sessions because of the ability to do them virtually. And so I think it's going to end up being some percentage of all uh, course of care, uh, whether it's two visits or three visits, but it now is truly an option, a service offering that I think is very attractive. Um, there's lots of um, opportunity with it to continue to grow with it. Um, you know, I think of, of silly use cases like snow days, right, or I'm stuck and I can't get to in place, my kids are home. You know, you think of all the use cases that it's been, that it can solve now going forward, um, there's a lot of there's a lot of merit to it. So I think it's here to stay. Um, I think COVID is probably going to kind of ebbs and flow. Uh, you know, it's going to ebbs and flow over the next couple of years. And I think having this option and having the ability to immediately use it 
um, is now at your advantage. And then, you know, obviously, Kayla, you're, you're a marketing wizard. You're going to figure out opportunities to use it, um, you know, for future offerings. Uh, and I think that's also exciting to us to see how people are applying, uh, you know, having this type of technology at their fingertips. Absolutely, absolutely. And for us, I mean, one of the ways that we're also looking at it is in the tri-state area, we have a tremendous amount of snowbirds that are, you know, popping back and forth from Florida and New Jersey or New York. Um, and, and this gives us the opportunity to really continue their care no matter where they are, um, which is great. So I definitely see a use for it in the future. I'm sure as the next few months unfold, we're going to find uh, more clever ways to use it. Um, but we're happy it's here. We're happy we were kind of pushed to start using this technology because, as you said, it was always kind of sitting there. We always knew that we could do it, but until we were forced to really break out the tools and find creative ways to service our patients, it was kind of sitting there. So it's nice to see the insurance companies, the entire health industry as a whole um, has really seen the, the benefits of it, and now patients are used to it as another outlet that they could use. So um, it's been great. Uh, speaking on Better PT, what future technology can we expect as the Better PT platform continues to evolve and grow? Uh, well, that's, that's the most exciting question. There's a couple of things that we're working on that we're really excited about. One is the continued uh, iteration of this video platform. Uh, you know, we now have a customizable, uh, literally a white labeled product that we can deliver. So it's actually on brand with, with Jag. Uh, we really feel strongly that the brand recognition is so important in physical therapy, especially as you grow. Um, so it's exciting to be able to offer that to a company and, and have a, a, a video platform that, you know, the emails are from Jag, all of the, the, the copies from Jag, and, that, and that's really exciting to us. So that's one. The second one, and it's just the continuation of our product, is we really believe that the front, the front end of the journey for the patient, there's so many friction points still that we can solve for. Um, so we really are looking at the, the ability to create a, a real a virtual environment to get not only to the clinic, uh, meaning requesting an appointment, having insurance validated, payment processing, uh, some of the intake, right? The amount of back and forth paperwork. We're, we have a, a solution that we're coming out with called ChatOps, uh, which is going to give the administration the, the ease of communicating through chat, which is something we all do. But within the chat, you can pay your bill. Within the chat, you can uh, finish your paperwork. You can sign a, a consent. So within that chat, we believe all the opportunity to communicate with the patient and completely remove um, any anxiety as it relates to administrative overhead um, is, is, is possible. So that's where we're going, um, and we're really pumped about it, and, and we'll hopefully have this kind of out in the market towards the end of Q3 into Q4 as we, as we kind of close out 2020. Awesome. Awesome. Very excited to hear about that. I look forward to using those new tools, and I know our admin staff um, is going to be very excited to hear about that. I've, you know, been speaking to several members of your team about things that are coming down the pike, um, so I look forward to it. Awesome. awesome. Kayla, George, thank you so much for joining us for this call. Again, uh, marketing expert for JAG1 Physical Therapy. We appreciate all you've done for us and for being on the call with us today. And uh, I look forward to having you back on the show, talk more about JAG and our movement towards 2020 and beyond, if you're down for it. 
Sean and Greg, thank you so much. It was great talking to both of you. Thanks, Kayla. Talk soon. Have a great day. Talk to you. you too. Thank you. Greg, last question before the break. Um, I know that you, uh, when we first met, we're at the, um, La Palestra, and you do a lot of community work with a couple of different groups, Girls on the Run and La Palestra Kids. What exactly is your connection to these kids, and, and what's your passion for working with them? Sure. You know, again, both of those were an extension of what I, what, what I do and what I believe in. Uh, Girls on the Run specifically, I'm a big runner. Um, you know, I love to run. done a couple of marathons in my day. It's just it's brought me so much um, interlearning and in, in, in perspective of my life. So I wanted to continue it. Uh, I also really understand the power of it as it relates to getting a young child involved in running early. Right. And, and especially city city kids who are not exposed to that type of, um, you know, just type of coaching. Right. It's, it's very much around school. So this is a program. It's a national program. It really focuses around empowering, um, you know, young girls to really kind of own it, you know, from a running perspective. And it, it involves, you know, coaches going to schools and, and getting kids comfortable running and building up mileage. And then they have all these races and um, it's something that my family's been involved in. My niece is down in Pennsylvania. I've done some races with them. So it made a lot of sense logically. Um, you know, my, my niece has tried to bury me in the run. I'm like, listen, the seven minute mile, like, come on. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, so that, that was something that just made a lot of sense. And, and I just, I'm a, kind of on the community board, try to find opportunities for them and, and really try to participate. Um, you know, and now that I have two little girls, it just, it's all kind of coming together. Yeah. Um, La Palestra Kids was also just, um, an extension of what we were doing, you know, really looking at, uh, you know, programmatically what was available to underserved communities uh, as it related to, uh, you know, wellness, nutrition, and and really socialization. Um, so it was a wonderful program developed by uh, Pat and, and, and Deb Menachia, who founded La Palestra. And um, it was really just about supporting that initiative and, and trying to grow it, um, which is really hard to do. There's just so many programs, you know, there's so many programs because there's so many people out there that need it. Yeah. Um, so, so anywhere I can get involved and it has exercise, education, children, um, is something that I'm just so passionate about. Awesome. Awesome. I love that kind of stuff. I'm glad you're doing it and giving back. I love to see people who have made it still give back. So uh, kudos again to you Thanks, for that. Man. We're going to take a quick commercial break and be right back with more of the Be More Today show after these messages. What's going on, folks? Episode 19 of the Be More Today show. I'm here with CEO of Better PT, Greg Peters, my friend from Trope with Mary Hall, uh, a leader in the community and an avid runner, which I forgot about. I forgot that you ran these marathons, dude. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I, I, you said I was like, you know what? He different. How many, you've run how many marathons so far? Uh, five, I, five or six. I forget oh. now. It's so long ago. But you, you wouldn't know because, Sean, you just passed me and you never looked back. <laughs> I, was always, I was always looking at the back of your shirt, so I know your number. Um, but, but anyway, we won't we don't we won't get into that. <laughs> That's incredible. That's incredible. Again, so good to connect with you again and just be with you again. And Greg, I've been asking everybody on this show um, one simple question about be more today. Again, it's our mantra. It's our it's our motto, and it's a phrase that I've I've come to embody as something that really means something special to me. So. When you hear the phrase "be more today," what do you think the phrase "be more today" means to you? Uh, I, I think it means it means win. It means that every aspect of your life, you put the effort forth to win. And winning doesn't mean that you actually physically are winning a trophy or you're the best at something. It just means that 
whether you're parenting or whether you're with your company or whether you're servicing a customer, you're trying to do the very best you can every single day because it's, it's a, it's a privilege to be here. It's a privilege to be alive. It's a privilege to have people that are, um, that want your help, whether those are your kids or your wife or your brother. So I just believe that it means, am I putting forth the effort to every aspect of my life the best that I can, because I can't control outcome. Um, and so that, that too is what it means to me. It's just doing my very best at everything, every aspect of my life. And some days I, I give it my all, but it doesn't work out, but that's okay. It just means that I, I can go to bed at night and go, you know what? I did everything I could to be the best dad, to be the best husband, to be the best leader, um, to be the best son. And that's what means, uh, that's what that means to me. Mm. Yeah. I, gosh, that's just funny. You bring up the inevitable question of, yeah, life is short, man. Life is short and we're so blessed to be here. So I completely agree with you on that. Well said, well said. Now you're a dad of two. Um, how do you balance all this? Being a father, uh, CEO of this big time company, community work, how are you balancing everything and keeping it all together? You know, Sean, it's been the, that's been the ultimate challenge, I think, being remote. Um, I don't think, and, and you probably know this, um, and, and there's a lot of people out there, a lot of dads, fathers, you know, business owners, is that the, there's, you've lost the transition, right? The commute to work, the, the idea of processing your day before you transition into being a dad or being a husband. So I think it's been incredibly challenging and, it, and it's been uh, quite a test to really find the moment of the transition, you know, where you go from the CEO or the leader of the company to my daughter just needs her diaper changed. Mm. And so I, I think it's been, um, it's something you just have to be incredibly aware of and understanding those moments when you are changing your hat in the household. Um, and it's, it hasn't been easy. And I think I think I can honestly say, and I'm not afraid to say that it's not perfect, um, but you have to approach it with a lot of patience. And also, I've learned to prioritize because, as you know, it's easy to sit down right away when you wake up and work because you're home. It's right in front of you. And I think we're all out there challenged for finding balance in those things. Right. And um, and it's every day I'm working hard at it. You know, it goes back to the question that, that you just asked me. It's like giving you your best effort in that transition. Uh, yeah. so that you're there. It's, it's a hard balance. Yeah. You made a good point. I, I didn't think about the, the transition going from, you know, hat to hat because you take that for granted. I mean, I still yeah. get a chance to do that because I get a chance to at least go to work and drive to work. So my half an hour drive is my, my downtime, my transition time to, you know, put the PT hat on and then get ready for the dad hat. My wife who's home with my daughter, there's no transition. It's like, She's, she's everything at all times. And uh, yeah, you're right. That, that, that moment of, of transition, that moment of, of change is, is hard for some to find. And uh, we got to do a better job of paving a way for us to have that. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Cool. Yeah, that, you, that's well said. Um, so you and I were, <laughs> it's funny, I asked this question about being 18 to everybody, but you and I were actually, uh, you know, 15, 16, we were in school together. Um, what advice do you wish someone has shared with you when you were uh, in that same age, 15, 16, 17, 18, that you just didn't either listen to or um, you listened to, but you were like, ah, <laughs> later for that? Um, I, th I think, I, think so. I wish somebody would say it's okay to be different, right? It's okay to have big aspirations. You know, I think, you know, we, we went to school at a time, Sean, and, and, and you know this because there's a lot of our friends out there where it was, it was really all about go into finance, you know, got to make money. And, and there was never about following your passion. 
like what you really, really believed in your heart you wanted to do. And I wish someone had slowed me down really early and said, look, this is a big world and, and just follow, find the thing you love to do. Now I was fortunate enough, just like you, where you kind of fell into it, right? You got into it. Then you just said, you know what? I'm going to be the best at this and everything else will follow. But I don't think that was ever taught. I don't think that was ever a lesson, right? About truly following your passion, whether that was art or music or, you know, track or, you know, it was, it was really, well, I'm an athlete. I have to do this. Mm. Right. Or I, I need to go into banking because that's where all the money is. And I, Mm. and I think that that's something that, you know, it's just a generational thing maybe. Um, but, but it's something that I, I really appreciate now and try to kind of in my own way, find it for my own children to say, yeah, you like, you like to paint on the wall. Great. Paint on the wall. I don't know where it's going to take you, but just paint on the wall because you love to do it. Just don't do it on my mom's wall. Right. right? So, so I think it's more just about slowing down right at 18 or 15 or 16, like slow down. What makes you happy? What really makes you happy? What makes you get up in the morning and go, this is who I am. And I think not being afraid of that is some the advice that I would have loved to have, which is don't, don't be afraid of, of just being different. It's okay. And, uh, and I think today's world is actually uh, a better place in that regard with all the things that have happened. This is a, it's a, it's the tough time, but it's a blessing that it's happening because it's going to allow people to be who they are and yeah. not worry about it ever because you should never worry about who you are. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's true. I have a lot of my aides who are in that same, like, you know, 18, well, a little older, 18, 22 year old range, but so many of them are saying, Oh, I'm so old. I'm old. I'm like, you're not actually, <laughs> yeah, you're just, you're just getting started. Oh, I'm going to be so old when I start grad school. Actually, you'll be fine when you start grad school. I started grad school when I was 27 years old. You know what I mean? I, I, I was done when I was 30. That's a little older than most, but people are doing, there's, there's tons of living to do, tons yeah. of living to do, tons of failing to do, tons of success to be had. So yeah, like you said, just live, just live. Be in just the live. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Completely, completely. So I, I know it's hard for us to travel now, although it's probably the best time to travel because flights are so cheap. But uh, what's one thing that you have on your bucket list uh, for life? Either place to travel to or something that you want to do? Um, I, I, I think I would love, uh, you know, I had, a, the, the, again, the privilege to summit Mount Kilimanjaro um, with 14 people uh, back in 2007. And I just found my experience to be just incredible. And I'd love to be able to take my kids on a, um, on a journey like that with me um, yeah. because we got to also go in safari and see the, the kind of the migration of the animals. And I think seeing the world from that lens is so beautiful. And you come back with such a perspective of, of just how large this world is and how important this planet is. Mm. And I'd love to share that with my children. And I hope that that's something that we'll be able to do uh, safely, um, yeah. you know, someday. And it's funny, I've done it already, but the bucket list is to share it with my children because showing them a picture of an elephant as opposed to sitting in front of the elephant, they're just a different experience. Absolutely. 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 So I don't know if you noticed, I, I wrote a book called Be More Today, a 40 guide to a better version of you. And in the book, I get people to... Uh, Strive for these things I call steps to greatness. It's basically something you want to start doing, one thing you want to stop doing, and then one goal you have for either the year or for your life. So, Greg, what's one thing that you wanted to or have already started to do uh, for 2020? Uh, writing a journal. 
Um, I've always said like, you know, <laughs> documenting every day, a little bit of every day about how you feel, um, I think is really important. And I encourage my team to do that. But actually doing it myself, I found it, it's found it very challenging, but very rewarding. So I think just, especially now in these times where it's just so incredible where we all are, uh, just keeping keeping some record of it every day. Just a little, you know, it's the old Doogie Hauser, right? I mean, for anybody yeah. out there that watched Doogie Hauser, it's like at the end of the day, sit down and just write a note to yourself. And all of a sudden, those notes build up, and all of a sudden, those notes become a book. Right. And the book, the book is actually a history of your life. And I think that would be really special to have, uh, you know, to pass on to generations. So again, just keeping some record of what's happening to me on a daily basis. Yeah, I mean, truth be told, the whole reason why I wrote this book is because this book became a, a, a sequence of journal entries, a sequence of like just thought. Right. Usually, that happen after long runs, and um, there you go. Before you know it, it became a book in itself. So, yes, good advice. And Duke has some friends. Yes, if you know what's going on, <laughs> <laughs> if you know what's going on. If you don't, then Google that. Exactly. <laughs> uh, what's the one thing you wanted to stop doing this year? Um. Oh geez, that's the that's the the hard one. I think I think I'm gonna put it right in the in the eyes of the pandemic. It's stop worrying about tomorrow and live today. It is we cannot control what happens tomorrow. We have to control today. And like you said, it's a blessing to wake up today because there's people out there that are sick and they're sick and there's no there's no end. There's just there's no light at the end of the tunnel for them right now. So I think not worrying about things I can't control. Um, and just saying, today's my moment. I'm spending time with my friend, uh, my brother from another mother, and um, that's what I'm. I'm, I'm present in the t- in the today, uh, and and stopping that kind of forward thinking because it's hard to. Yeah, yeah, completely. And then, lastly, one one goal that you may have had or still have for 2020. Uh, I'll give you two. One, uh, from a company perspective, uh, you know, we're growing. It's amazing that our company really, we we haven't been forced to furlough. We've actually hit a kind of growth, but, you know, reaching that self-sustainability as a company is so important. Um, And so I think it's a lofty goal, but we're really fighting to that moment where the, you know, we're a profitable organization and we really control our own destiny. Um, I think personally, it's, it's getting settled again. You know, not having a, an actual home right now and really living kind of place to place, um, you know, back and forth uh, between Long Island, New Jersey. It's just it's a different type of challenge. So for us, it's just can we find a place that will be home uh, at least for a little while and have some normal routine? Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope that it all works out for you. I'm sure it will. Um, Thank you. I will tell for, for all those things for sure. Any final tips you want to share, Greg, with uh, people who are trying to be where you are, entrepreneurs, digital folk, um, anything that you want to share with anybody listening right now who wants to kind of be where you are or supersede that? Fail. Don't be afraid of it. You just, you're going to fail a lot. You're going to fall on your head a lot many times. Um, and just keep going. And if you have and you believe in what you're trying to do, then keep going and don't listen to anybody tell you to stop. Um, and also to just surround yourself with good people, right? Because whether you're starting the journey or you're in the middle of it, or you're getting close to the end, do it with people that you trust, do it with people that are encouraging you. They have your, they're always putting your best interest first because being an entrepreneur is, it's, it's very lonely. It's a grind. You're alone a lot. It's a lot of own in your head. Um, 
thinking, but having an advisor, I a hundred percent believe in mentors, Sean, as you know, it's like, if you're lucky enough to have a mentor in your life, um, I believe that, you know, anything's possible. So find a mentor, even if they're not in your space that can help you work through the ideas and the visions and the dreams that you have, but don't stop. It's so much fun. The ride is so incredibly rewarding and you have no idea where it's going to take you. None. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Greg. Where can people find you on uh, social media platforms or websites or anything? Uh, you, yeah, I mean, you can email me directly. I love talking to people. So it's just Greg at betterpt.com. You can go to our website, uh, betterpt.com. We have a big rebrand uh, coming out that's going to be really exciting uh, for, for turn, you know, essentially turning ourselves into better, better healthcare, um, which is really exciting. Um, so, um, you can check out, uh, healthcaregotbetter.com just to give you a little sneak peek of what we're doing. But, um, yeah, we, we've got a good social media. I know we, we share some stuff with Jag and some other folks, but you know, I'm around, love to talk to people, love the ideas, um, shoot them at me. I'm, I'm good. Fantastic. Again, folks, Gregory Peters, co-founder and CEO of Better PT. Thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate you. I love you so much. You know this. Me too, brother. You're the best, Sean T. Take care of yourself and your family, bro. Love you, man. Thank you very much. And uh, we're going to close the show today with our first quotation from JFK. Physical fitness is not only one of the most important keys to a healthy body. It is the basis of dynamic and creative intellectual activity. Folks, get out there and be more. Get on the track, get on the treadmill. Just get out there and stay physically fit. Even during this time where things are so crazy. Find the time to keep your bodies in line and healthy, especially to fight off everything that's happening from COVID-19 to everything else. Again, this is the Be More Today Show, episode 19 in the books. And if you want to follow us for Be More Today on Facebook and Instagram, we are there. So check us out and like us, like us, like us, and subscribe, please. If you want to check us out on our webpage, bemoretoday.com, we're on there for the book, our music, and our podcast information. So please subscribe to our pages on those platforms and on YouTube. We have some workouts on there, too, to keep you always on the move. So check those out as well. The View More Today show can be found on many platforms, such as Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, CastBox, and Google Play. And currently, we are heard in 10 countries. So excited to see that continue to grow. We're happy to see where this show is going. And who knows, folks, sky's the limit. If you do want to contribute to our page at all, you can go on our site and it is a link you can contribute to our page. That is well appreciated as always. If you want to send us any thoughts for people you want to see on the show or questions you have for our guests, be more today at gmail.com. That's be more number two day at gmail.com. Um, folks, have a great day. Have a great night. Have a great life and continue to take your steps to greatness to be the best version of you. Peace. Living life with nothing to prove. I'm gonna be a better version of me.